Welcome to PCR Sports, your Friday night's uh, sport fix here on PCR FM. Don't go away, we've got a great show lined up, so don't get off the groovy train. Welcome to PCR Sports. Good evening, this is the PCR Sports Show here on PCR FM, live every Friday between 6 and 7. I'm Dipham, and we've got a brilliant show lined up tonight with two fantastic guests. We've got Nesh Patel, the posh superfan, giving us all the latest on what's going on at uh, London Road uh, in recent times. And we've got Dan Rosillo back for another another appearance on the show, assistant manager and physio of Peterborough Sports, and also the curriculum lead at Peterborough College. But tonight his hat will be firmly uh, Peterborough Sports and talking about non-league football. So fantastic to have him back on the show. Uh, we're a show for fans by fans. Uh, if you want to partake in any way, do drop us a, a line. We are on the socials at Sports PCR on Twitter. And you can search for Facebook Sports uh, PCR Sports. Uh, so get in touch. Let us know what you think about anything to do with local sports and any news or updates you might have as well. Just let us know and uh, we'll try and get them on the air. So, firstly, local headlines. Uh, hockey, a uh, usual weekly rundown from Dave Simpson, the junior chair. Uh, what's he sent us this week? Right, so in the National League Division 1, the men's first came from behind twice, eventually securing a 2-2 draw with Sheffield Hallam. Captain Joe Finding scored both goals. In other matches, the men's 7th, 7th-11 uh, overcame a 2-0 half-time deficit to win 4-3. Luke Barkworth, Ben Hicks uh, with two apiece in that game. And in the women's section, both the seconds and the thirds had a good good wins, 2-0 and 1-0 respectively. This weekend sees both the men's and the women's first 11 at home in, a ver- in very winnable games. The women's thirds and the men's six, who are both having very solid, solid seasons, are also at home in what should be interesting matches. So do get along to support the uh, City of Peterborough Hockey Club, if you can, over this weekend. In the other, in the other hockey, ice hockey... Uh, a rundown from Tom Lee, the the press officer there who was often on our show. The Phantoms picked up their first four-point weekend of the season with back-to-back back wins against Leeds Knights and the league-leading Sheffield Steel Dogs last weekend. A Morgan Clark Pizzo hat-trick and added goals by Alec, Alice Pedelec and Nathan Salem and Duncan Spears as they won 6-2 in Leeds on Saturday. On Sunday night, uh, Nathan Pollard, Duncan Spears again and Jasper Foster found the net, back of the net. And after a fight back from Sheffield, Luke Johnson was on hand to secure the winning goal in the third period. So well done to the Phantoms. This weekend, the Phantoms travelled back to, back to, travel to Sheffield in the return game on Saturday night before Leeds uh, visit Planet Ice on Sunday. So a reverse of last week's fixtures. Tickets are still available for the Sunday game uh, via the ticketing section of the Phantoms website, which is gophantoms.co.uk. The face-off is at Sunday on 5.30, so get along to support the boys at Planet Ice. Local rugby. Neither of the clubs played last weekend. Peterborough UFC travelled to Bedford in a table-topping clash tomorrow while the Lions are away at the Towcestrians. So, again, your support will be well appreciated for, for both the city sides. In boxing, Chatteris-based boxer and posh fan Jordan Gill will be fighting for the European featherweight title in Liverpool on December the 11th. He will go in the ring with Frenchman Kareem Gurphy, a four-time European champion, Gill said, I'm buzzing for the biggest fight of my career against a great four-time European champion. So good luck to Jordan on December the 11th. 
And finally, football, uh, women's football. Um, Netherlands United's reward for giant killing act in the Women's FA Cup is a second round trip to National League side Long Eaton United, who were conquerors of the Peterborough United <coughs> women's team 4-0 in the first round. Netherlands are only one of two tier seven sides left in the competition following their 3-2 thrilling extra time win over the higher level Noel FC at home. They had never been, they had never reached the FA Cup first round, let alone the second round. So all the best for Netherton United women in that competition. Um, the other local football, Peter United and Peterborough Sports, will leave to later in the show because we've got both uh, guests who are representatives of both coming up very shortly. So don't go away. We'll be back very soon. Own a hybrid, petrol or diesel vehicle. How much is servicing and repair? <sighs> oh dear. If you need an option other than main dealer, contact FRM Automotive. We service and repair all makes and models and won't invalidate your manufacturer's warranty. We also provide MOT testing, brakes, clutches, tyres and aircon repair and regas. FRM Automotive, Savile Road, Peterborough. See frmautomotive.co.uk. Honest work at affordable prices. It's time to choose your perfect new Symphony Kitchen at Kelly Vision. We now offer a free kitchen design and quotation service, backed up by our expert installation team. You can also choose your freestanding and built-in appliances in-store at Kelly Vision from leading brands like Bosch, Neff, Siemens, Smeg, Hotpoint, Intercit and Liebherr. Kelly Vision, Broad Street, Whittlesea. Your award-winning independent retailer. Call Peterborough 208787 or visit kellyvision-peterborough.co.uk. Our place is legendary. Our place is iconic. Our place is the home of the UK's original burger. Our place is wimpy. So come on over to our place and rediscover the original quarter pounder with cheese, our all-day breakfasts, and the range of iconic thick shakes. All freshly prepared and served all day every day in our Westgate restaurant. Plus, for this month's special offers and to order a home delivery, search online for Wimpy Peterborough. You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to the PCR Sports Show here on PCR FM. You can listen to us in many ways, obviously on the radio, 103.2 FM. If you can't get to a radio or you're out of town, then you can listen to us on your smart speaker. Well, just ask it to play PCR FM and it will do. Uh, or failing that, you can download our PCR FM app and listen to us through your mobile device or finally through our website, pcrfm.co.uk. So no excuse, you can listen to us wherever you are. Right, tonight's guest, two stalwarts of the local game. We've got uh, Dan Rosillo, assistant manager of uh, Peterborough Sports Online. Dan, welcome back to the show. Hello. You're and, right. Uh, great first uh, debut. You're back for another appearance, which is good. Yeah. Good to have you here, mate. Good to have you. And uh, before we carry on with Dan any further, we've got Nilesh on the line, on the phone today as well, talking about all things posh. So if we go to Nilesh first, then I'll come back to Dan in a moment. Nilesh, how are you doing? Yeah, good evening. How are you? Very renewed well, thank you, sir. Re renewed optimism from posh fans, I should think, going to Stoke tomorrow. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. <laughs> um, because, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the game against Fulham, a narrow 1-0 yeah. defeat, a late go goal by Fulham. Um, yeah. Bear in mind, Fulham had beaten Blackburn, albeit 10 men, 7-0 the, the game before. So 1-0 mm. and, and a game that posh should have got more out of, maybe. Yeah, very much so. Um, it was just... 
frustrating afternoon um, to play as well as we did. Um, we just didn't get um, the bounce of the ball or have that clinical f- uh, finisher up front. And um, Mitrovic, paid 100k a week allegedly, um, does what he's good at and uh, took the probably chance that he had. He didn't have too many, mind you. Uh, the posh defence had marshalled him very well during the course of the afternoon, but yeah, just half a yard he needed and a free header and uh, he was able to put that in the back of the net and uh, seal that 1-0 win for Fulham which was probably undeserved on the on the course of 90 minutes but um, yeah it's, it wasn't a consolation for Posh no. really and Mitrovic um, I think is one of the country's top scorers at the moment isn't he I think as well if yeah, not the top is, scorer yeah he's had a, you know he's had a good week international wise as well I think scoring against Portugal if memory serves me right in the last few moments so um, yeah, he's a, he's a class player and um, he's certainly good enough, you know, more than good enough for championship level. But it's just frustrating the way Posh were able to just give him that half a yard of space because uh, up until that point he'd had a relatively quiet afternoon. But is that is that just an extra bit of quality? Isn't it? He's played in the mm. Premier League. Yeah. He, he gets, like I say, reportedly hundred k a week. He, he's yeah. going to have the talent and uh, to, to take advantage of those extra, you know, couple, you know, extra half a yard even, like you say, just yeah. to, to, to do that. Yeah, and yeah, it's just yeah, can go the other way. We had our chances as well, but you know we weren't as clinical as Mitrovic was, and I think that uh, you know proved the difference on the afternoon because from an atmosphere perspective, the posh fans were very happy with the way we'd played. But uh, at the end of the day, we can't keep playing as well as we have been doing, I suppose, against Fulham especially, and not picking up points. So yeah, results will need to start counting very soon, and. Uh, and performances won't, you know, like the Fulham one, won't really count for much. No, exactly. And and the, the home games have been narrow, though, haven't they? They've been mm-hmm. close games, no matter who Posh have played. Yeah. You know, it's been, you know, either Posh have obviously pulled off a win, got a decent draw, or or it's been a narrow defeat, hasn't it? You know, West Brom was a late goal, Fulham a yeah. relatively late goal. Yeah. It, it has been, you know, on a knife edge, really, most of those home games. Yeah, you got Bristol City in there as yeah. well, where we competed very well and lost 3-2. So, yeah, it's been... <laughs> story of our season so far where we've been oh so close at home um, but away from home we've been um, yeah it's fair to say goddamn awful <laughs> yeah which um, doesn't put us in good place for these two next <laughs> games does it Stoke City away and Blackburn away Stoke City fifth in the table and Blackburn seventh so yeah um, intrepidation shall we say yes away but um, yeah again you know following international break you've You've got over what's happened in the previous, you know, previous match against Fulham, and hopefully the players have, and um, they've they've been able to uh, work on their deficiencies, and uh, will hopefully put in a performance tomorrow, uh, which will yield yield something um, away from home, because we can't keep um, performing the way we have done away from home, because. Uh, Sooner rather than later, we're going to need to pick up points away from home because you can't just rely on picking up the 45, 50 points that you're going to need from your home form, that's for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and Stoke, again, some um, useful names in the squad. <laughs> um, Nick Powell, I think, a former Man United um, uh, sort of apprentice or came through the ranks at United. Yeah. Tom Ince, obviously, he's son of the famous Paul Ince. Um, yeah. Not saying Tom isn't famous himself, but obviously, Paul's father's a bit more famous. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, Tommy Smith in defence I think he started out life I think with Watford maybe if it's the same Tommy Smith but yeah. again so they've, they've got quality in their squad Stoke is uh, you know and certainly I know when they were in the Premier League it was a difficult game place to go for a lot of the top sides at the time so mm-hmm. I know Stoke aren't probably the same 
side as they were in the Premier League. But again, they're doing rather well this season, so it won't be an easy game, will it? No, definitely not. And um, uh, we forgot to mention the uh, the most obvious of the Stoke players at the moment, their keeper, Joseph Bursic, who was on loan at Posh. Um, yes, quite right. For, for a, a few games last season, towards the end, and uh, pulled off that uh, great penalty save at Charlton away. So, um, yeah, his performances um, certainly did enable us to pick up those that we needed at the back end of last season to help us get promoted. So, yeah, he's a quality keeper and. Uh, as much as he'll get a, uh, a a very warm welcome from the posh fans uh, prior to the game, and um, I'm sure during the 90 minutes he'll be doing his, his utmost to keep us out. So, yeah, Joseph Versus is another one to look out for for tomorrow. Certainly. Does, uh, does he does he start for Stoke? Has he been starting? Yeah, he has yeah. been. Yeah, yeah, he's been uh, playing playing for them. So, um, yeah, the the it'll be a chance for uh, posh fans just to say thank you to him because uh, we never actually got to see him play live. Um, there's no fans were. At London Road or the away game, so yeah, chance to say thank you to him for you know the uh, the the performances he put in, and especially as I say that penalty save at uh, Charlton away, which was uh, crucial towards the end of the season. Absolutely. So, in terms of posh lineup tomorrow, any sort of um, feeling on the on on the team news or how the yeah, team will, will shape? Yeah, he's got options tomorrow. Nathan Thompson's back from his suspension, um, which is certainly a positive because Nathan's got the ability to play. Um, right of a three if he opts to play three at the back or he can play right back as well so that gives him the flexibility there or even uh, um, as a right wing back as well in the back five so yeah having him back is a, a very useful addition you've got uh, Joel Randall and um, Ricky J Jones both coming back from injury but you know, this game will prove to be a little bit too soon for them in being available in the in the first team squad so I think the rest of the uh, the squad pretty much picks itself um, and hopefully we go there with um, the same mentality that we've had in our home performances and um, our concentration levels and skill levels are, are just as good away from home because um, we've certainly been uh, lacking that um, as our results would show. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So, And I guess you'll be travelling there with the posh army tomorrow? <laughs> Yeah, there's about I think there's about yeah you know, a thousand eleven hundred posh fans travelling tomorrow. Okay. Um, it is all ticket for posh fans. Um, so yeah, I think we've sold about eleven hundred in advance, and then we've got uh, Blackburn away on Wednesday um, yes. as well. So two two tough away games coming up now. I mean Stoke obviously only a couple of hours away, so you like say a big big uh, crowd will go go there. Um, and then turning attention to Blackburn in midweek. Um, yeah. Again, another away game, a bit further afield in terms of travel, but yeah. another squad um, laden with quality as well. Um, they and, are, and, but and again, you know, they've been beaten this season a few times, you know, and that's a team that we should be looking to beat, certainly um, if we've got any um, uh, hope of staying up this season. You know, Stoke tomorrow is a, is a, is a demanding game, um, but Blackburn will pose their own challenges as well, and certainly a a cold, dark night um, in deepest, darkest Lancashire is probably not the most appealing, um, but that's where we need to put performances in as well if we if we want to uh, stay up the season. It could have been worse. It could have been the other way around. It would in a cold, cold Tuesday evening or Wednesday evening at Stoke City. Uh, yeah, Stoke City, which is yeah, exactly. As the as the uh, as the line goes, that's exactly. Right. Yeah, if you can't do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke, where can you do it? That's right. Um, indeed. Um, but yeah, two very tough away games for in their own right, and then we've got a, a, a massive home game um, to Barnsley next Saturday as well. So it's a, it's another 
another crucial week coming up um, for Peterborough United. Absolutely. So, um, sort of my regular weekly question, uh, predictions <laughs> on, on both games, starting with Stoke. Yeah, we'll get a point tomorrow. I'm optimistic for that. You know, certainly come three o'clock tomorrow, I'll be optimistic. Let's hope we're still in the game at quarter past three and like our last away game against uh, Swansea where we were out of the game by quarter past three. So, yeah, fingers crossed for three points, sorry, a point tomorrow and then uh, get on the road up to Blackburn um, and put in a in a quality, gritty, determined performance which hopefully enables us to pick up a win away from home again. That would be great. It would be four points in the next two games and three points home to Barnsley and all of a sudden things are, are looking rather rosy. Football's easy, isn't it? Absolutely. When you're talking about it amongst us. And uh, yeah, you know, if only, if only football was that easy, but um, I'm sure Dan will be able to elaborate on that from a Peterborough sports perspective. Yeah, absolutely. It's not that easy, is it? It's not, it's not like playing football manager on a computer, is it? Exactly. <laughs> um, off the pitch, some exciting news this week as well. A couple of new signings. Kai Corbett from West Ham and Joe Taylor from... Kings Lynn. Um, yep. Joe Taylor actually wasn't in the squad that played Dan's side uh, in the FA Cup a few weeks ago, but uh, nonetheless, the, he's joined Posh now and Kai Corbett, uh, exciting forward from, from West Ham. Yeah, two two different types of players again, obviously both centre-forwards in their own right, but um, yeah, um, it looks like the lad um, that was on West Ham's books is perhaps a little bit more advanced in his development, um, having been a, a Premier League club Um and um, looks to be um, perhaps knocking on the door for uh, the first team squad um, a little bit sooner than uh, than Joe Taylor will be. But both, yeah, both players for the future, as uh, as the club have said, and um, both packed with um, both with the levels of skill um, that they need to compete at this level. Hopefully, absolutely. And obviously, if they show promise, uh, age is not normally a barrier at posh, is it? If you if you're good enough, you deserve to be uh, in the side. <laughs> No, indeed, yeah, it's been proven, you know, Ronnie Edwards is playing in there, for example, um, Harrison Burrows has come up through our own ranks here at Peterborough United, so yeah, both of those players have proven that um, if you're good enough, um, age is no barrier, and let's hope um, some of the uh, under-23s, um, if and when called up to the first-team squad, are able to uh, to uh, put their uh, mark on the game. Absolutely, and uh on the management side, obviously uh, Darren Ferguson uh, signed a new deal, five yep. years. Um, yep. That's only again just that stability and, and assurance for the squad that he's here for for longer term. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's um, that continuity as well. The way he's bought, you know, he's had a change of um, assistant manager as well with Mark Robson moving moving down to West Ham and their their uh, academy down there. So yeah, he's um, bringing in you know Matthew Etherington up to assistant manager and. Uh, Davis has moved up to be the under-23 manager now as well. So, yeah, continuity is important there. and It's also reassuring for the uh, the squad and the players that are within that squad that Darren's here um, for a little bit longer to uh, to do a job and hopefully uh, first and foremost is to uh, keep us in the championship this season. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's good faith shown in, in, in Ferguson and the squad by by um, uh, by the hierarchy at the club because, it's, they say, it's the continuity is there. Um, you know they don't. They're not going to be reactive and say, "Okay, Posh have had a mixed season. Let's push the button on on changing the managers." Mm. But uh, the faith is in Ferguson, and I think we said that this at the start of the season that Darren Ferguson has some unfinished business at this level uh, and in this league, doesn't he? 
he, he certainly does have, and um, I think, but you know, that's what's fueling his fire at the moment to prove himself at Championship level. You know, we know he's more than capable of um, managing at League One level. Um, he's not been as, as successful as he'd probably like on a personal level um, in the Championship. So yeah, I'm sure that's fueling his fire um, at the moment, and um, he'll be ensuring those players are ready for Stoke tomorrow and the challenges that lie ahead for uh, for this season. Absolutely. Nilesh, absolute uh, pleasure catching up with you. Uh, enjoy Thank the you. trips to Stoke and, and uh, Blackburn. <laughs> Do wrap up warm because I hear the temperatures are going uh, south. Yeah, um, certainly uh, the Blackburn one looks a bit ominous in midweek, but absolutely. Hey, hey, that's what we do. Exactly, and uh, hopefully we're back in the studio next uh, week with you in the warmth and yep. uh, look forward to seeing you again. Not a problem. Have a good weekend. Take you care. You too, mate. Take care. Cheers. See you later. Bye. Bye. That was Nilesh on the phone. They couldn't make it in the studio this week, but giving us uh, all the lowdown on Posh. Uh, Dan Rosillo, assistant manager and physio at Peterborough Sports, is, is with me as well. Obviously, uh, well-versed with the football side of things. We'll be hearing more from him in a moment, so do stay with us and don't go away. Oh, hello there. I'm Nurse Jackie Ooh-la-la. <laughs> and I've got some exciting news. Pantomime is back at the Crescent. <laughs> this year it's Beauty and the Beast. All oh, there's glittering sets, spectacular song and dance, and lots of audience participation. <laughs> Don't you start all that, boys and girls. Beauty and the Beast is on from the 11th to the 30th of December. So book your tickets now at thecresit.co. Just your average night. Fraser's upstairs gaming online with his mates. Sophie's streaming her favourite tunes in her bedroom. Mum's downloading the latest drama box set. <laughs> and Dad's liking kitten videos on his phone. But this isn't your average night. Thanks to City Fibre's full fibre network, everyone's gaming, streaming and scrolling at breakneck speed. Join Peterborough's Gigabit Revolution today. Head to cityfibre.com slash PCR. Hi, it's Chris McDade here. Please join me every Thursday night from 9pm as we go back to the 80s. On the show, we have features including your 10-year guarantee, where no year is left out. We have three from one, your top five countdown, as well as your 80s classic rewind. In the last hour, it's the 80s open hour where you decide the playlist. You can give us a call on 01733 237525. Three hours of the 80s from 9pm every Thursday with me, Chris McDade, only here on PCRFM. You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to the PCR Sports Show. It's just gone 6.30 on Friday. Uh, Honoured to have you and listening to us because you could be in the centre of Peterborough waiting for the Christmas lights to come off because uh, there's a PCR FM live going on there with Kev Lawrence, our breakfast show, ho show host, uh, hosting that uh, with a host of guests from the Cresset Panto and everything. So do get along there if you are in the area, uh, but obviously do stay listening to us as well. I'm in the studio here with Dan Rosillo, assistant manager and physio from Peterborough Sports. We just had Nilesh Patel on the line. Um, from uh, from wherever he is, but talking about posh, um, Dan, 
uh, you were last with us uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, you've come back now. Last time we spoke about your your day job, if you like, at uh, the Peterborough Regional College yeah. as as their sports curricular curriculum lead. Today it's more about your your uh, dare I say it, part time role. Probably doesn't <laughs> feel like it at times. Yeah. Uh, assistant manager of Peterborough Sports and, and, and a physio as well to to add to that. So. Um, Give us the latest of Peterborough Sports first and foremost, actually, because I normally mention the headlines, but <coughs> I, I want to leave that to you this week. Yeah, no, we obviously last time we uh, met, we were talking about all different things, and then the FA Cup. Uh, we went out to Kings Lynn to one. Um, we did a very That's a good, good performance, account. though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was unlucky. We did a great account account for ourselves. I, th- I thought we could have probably taken them to a replay. You know, they're a very good outfit, but we did really well. Um, and then we won on Tuesday night versus Royston. Um, which was fantastic. Um, obviously, um, we want to get back to winning ways. So, won there, um, positioned second in the league, couple of games in hand, but it's a very competitive league. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, hopefully, it, we can keep trucking along. And you've had a, an astonishing eight away games in a row, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And you finally, you finally at home this weekend. Yeah. No, sorry. <coughs> Tuesday. We sorry, Tuesday at home. Yeah, we was yeah. at home. Um, but then we've got an away game at St Ives on Saturday. So, yep, another away game. Mad and how's that been when travelling? Well, I mean, it, that, you must have covered some miles there. Oh any? yeah, and it is tiring. After a while, you just think, oh, is this, this ever going to end? But and the, the thing is, you think, oh, well, we'll get it back to its lead. But quite a lot of them have been cup games. Yes, they so have, haven't they? The trophy yeah. then, which we did not play well in. Um, then the FA Cup midweek league uh, away games. But the lads have done well. We've <coughs> got a good um, tonic squad. It's small, but. It's good, um, and hopefully we can keep battling for promotion. I mean, the, the start of the season, you know, pre-season, I think it was 10 games unbeaten. Phenomenal start to the season. Been, like I say, been the odd result since then. Perhaps, you, like I say, you're not, not happy about the performance. Maybe because of the quality of the opponent as well. But it, I guess when you have so many away games to travel... Yeah. It does take its toll, and especially like you say, if your squad is a little bit small or whatever, it, you've got that limitation, yeah. haven't you? Um, well, after Kingsland, we went away at Colville and we got battered, and rightly so. Um, they're a very good outfit. On our day, I think we'll beat them, but we weren't at the races, and that's the problem with the league. It's quite tough. You know, at the races, you you, you will get battered. Um, went away at Bromsgrove. Um, 4 0 was a good performance, but then we went away in the trophy. Um, we had a few missing and we did change the side, but still, that weren't acceptable. Then we won on Tuesday, 3 0 for Royston. We did really well. We controlled the game. Hopefully, we can continue um, getting our form back to where it should be on Saturday. But again, it's another tough game away at St Ives. They never give you an easy game. I mean, it. Is the season going to plan? You know, if, if you went back to the start of the season or pre-season, what what were the aims this season, um, and and how's it, how's it going in comparison to that? Try and um, either get in the playoffs or get promotion. So so far so good. You know, we <coughs> pleased with the FA Cup run. Um, there are a few minor uh, cup competitions that obviously we play in as well. Um, but yeah, so far so good. Um, Obviously, you'd like to win every game, and obviously, we'd like to still be in the FA Cup. But you know, we're realists. Um, we did well. Um, could have nicked it, I think. But yeah, so far, so good. We're exactly where we'd want to be. Um, we've lost probably one game where we were re- like the first one we lost against Least, and we really shouldn't have. Um, but apart from that, we've we've done really well. Um, hopefully, we can get 
back on top soon absolutely i mean look at the table here um two games in hand against leaders colville and uh, you're only three points behind them so that there's a chance to leapfrog yeah however banbury underneath you've got a game in hand against you and only a point behind so it's quite tight at the top with with, with, those, <coughs> with you and the two other clubs it's very tight um, we've got banbury soon at home i think between us three i think we'll tamworth the thing is there's such big clubs there so really ideally we want to try and win the league because if you get in those playoffs there's so many big budgets and there's so many big teams there like Nani and Borough Tamworth they've all been conference they all will spend yeah. big or Rushton Diamonds Oh, I yeah, know it's a Phoenix team. club but they were once in the, in the EFL oh yeah they're st- still a massive club um, you know so it's it, it, it is a tough league but hopefully we can get promoted we're, that's what we're aiming for anyway yeah, yeah. And, and the worst case playoffs but but ah, we want to win it. There we yeah. want to win it. Yeah. I mean, it's been an absolute mega few years, hasn't it? In terms of, it's been meteoric the rise from from uh, Peterborough Sports in the last few years, and 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 you know, it's been what promotion after promotion after promotion, really, hasn't it? And and trying to aim for the same thing. It's just that momentum that's carrying the club forward at the moment. Yeah, and we we're lucky in the fact that the group of players we have got are very talented, and we've fallen on our feet. Uh, you've had some great, you, you know, Tommy before him, and then Grant, excellent chairman, uh, vice chairman, like Paul, um, and also, you know, Jimmy lives and breathes it. It's no coincidence that he does get um, some success. He, you know, he, he works very, very hard. Um, and so do all the players, and you know, got a good coaching staff in Louis, um, Lewis Webb. So yeah, they've worked really hard. It's been a meteoric rise. Hopefully we continue and get up to that conference because that really, really would be <coughs> something we never even dreamed of in all truth, um, yeah. especially the club. You know, it, the infrastructure itself is only really catching up. So, yeah, to get to that conference would be phenomenal. And you've got to bear in mind that, you know, the work that's done at Peterborough Sports by everyone off the pitch, on the pitch, it is a, it is their second job or their part-time job, isn't it? Crazy. All these people will have their regular job to tend to as yeah. well and family life and what have you. So to, to do all that around there, that, and, 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 I know, and I know that Peter Sports aren't the only club, but no. obviously that's our focus. And, and, yeah. and the fact that, like you say, the rise they've had or you've had in the last few years is, is a great testament to the effort that goes in. You know, it's... My, it, <laughs> All the all the volunteers and everything, non-league wouldn't be it without it. You know, you say people sports, but yeah, you're right. Across the board, across the city, <coughs> you know, like in getting the clubhouse done, there were so many people raising money, working hard, the babs in the kitchen, everybody's working together, pulling together. The local football, non-league football, is brilliant for the community, and that's why you know recently it's been so sad to see Peterborough Northern Star go down the route that they have I, ju- I know, uh, you know breaking news this week uh, just to elaborate on that just give us a bit of a rundown what's happened there from, from your well, point of view well they've had to pull out the league the first team's had to pull out the UCL the reserve team's pulled out I believe I don't know all the ins and outs but I believe all their junior teams are homeless um, you know I don't know like I said the I, I guess it's a lease thing and bills and everything but You'd think they'd especially let the juniors finish the season out there, and I believe it's the focus that own it. Um, but something, something's not quite right. I don't, uh, I don't think it's the owners now, but I think previous owners maybe have made a few wrong turns or whatever they've done with the lease. It hasn't really helped the situation. You, when you say previous, you mean previous owners of the club or the of, club, of the I landlords think, of the, uh, of the, the club? I think. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. don't know. Internet. Just what I've been told. But yeah. it is a sad state of affairs. You don't want to see a local club pull out. 
the, they are fantastic in the community. Everybody gets excited by them. Kids get excited by them. You know, non-league and professional football is fantastic, but yeah. it it is becoming a more and more common occurrence throughout the levels where teams are folding. Yeah. You know, that could be COVID people thinking, oh, well, I don't want to dedicate all that time to it. People don't seem as committed. It is, you know, it's a sad state of affairs. Really. And, and, and Peterborough Northern Star, obviously, it, it is the, the the adult men's team that have folded. They're saying that yeah. they'll continue with the youth sides at they the moment. They have, but so. I just believe um, the youth sides have to <coughs> try and find their own pitches at the minute. And across the city, you know, especially training in evenings like 3Gs and... Um, light, lighted areas they're hard to come by and the ones that are they're in they are in quite disrepair mm. like uh, you know the one at Bushfield that we sometimes use it's patches in it uh, the gate uh, it's not always manned and that's across the the city really you know the embankment used to be impeccable but now you it's like run down it's like so there is a lack of facilities really yeah overall and mm. and Peter North Star in terms of uh, in terms of the local, from a, from a local perspective, what are they, the, the fourth or fifth ranking club in, in the city? Obviously, Peter United, then yourselves, Yaxley, and then is it Northern Star uh, after that? Or uh, they're, they're, they're in the top five, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're a <coughs> big non-league club. Peterborough, like I said before, is very, very fortunate within that, the amount of semi-professional clubs. Um, it doesn't always work well because you're all fighting for the same players. But there is, there is a wealth, or sorry, a... A long list of clubs that are semi-pro or amateur is a good standard right from step um, well professional all the way down to the PDFL but <coughs> yeah they're one of the biggest clubs around it's a sad state of affairs really I think the the gaffer in there Lloyd had done a fantastic job on a, a limited resources kept putting in the effort and then this has come a little bit out of the blue and they're gone it's you know, they used so, to be yeah. R United, yeah, they've had a long history, they've got to the Vars quarterfinals, they've had some fantastic players um, along the years, you know, Jim used to play there, and they had, a, what a team they had, like, <laughs> Carl Gibbs of this world, so it is a sad state of affairs. And what, what kind of next for them, do you think there could be a rescue package for them, or? To, I think to... the juniors, yeah, and it could rise again through juniors mm. and <coughs> get a men's, um, team but th that's the same with their ladies they had a really successful ladies team and I believe that's it's gone away a bit which is a shame but I think over time with their junior teams that could breed up again obviously they'd have to start a little bit way back but it all depends on whether they can get a home because at the minute Chestnut Avenue from what I believe it's going to be standing empty it's it's got stands it's it's a ready-made football club but I don't know how how the lease works or anything like that um, seems a bit of a shame really you'd think there would be a bit of a rescue package you'd think to a degree but yeah it's a bit of a shame really so Big yeah, club. any any football pitch landlords out there listening yeah. there's a club going that's looking for a home yeah, a very them. well established club been around since 1905 and uh, as I united initially and now Peterborough Northern Star so if you want to give them a home <coughs> get in touch with Peterborough Northern Star you just only have to google them you'll find a way to contact them and uh, find them a new home because it'll be sad to see you know really an institution a local institution go down the pan or you know over 100 years old it's crazy be disgraceful wouldn't it yeah it's mental but fingers crossed their juniors can you know whether they're still allowed to play there or get more facilities because you know think of all the the kids that is that's, that's hundreds of kids really 
So fingers crossed somebody can do something or they can find a way to work through it. I don't, like I said, don't know the ins and outs, but it came a bit of a shock. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. And I guess at some stage you would have played them, would you? As, as yeah, yeah, we play, played them when we were step five and I think we played them when we were step six in a cup and maybe it's step four as well. So, you know, always played Northern Star at Chestnut Avenue and even before sports, when I was at other clubs, you'd always play them. So always a difficult place to go. So, yes, it is. It's just horrible to see or hear that kind of news. Yeah, absolutely. So wishing everyone at Peter Northern Star the best <coughs> and uh, hopefully they can rise from this and, and get back to, to doing what they do best and, and playing football. So mm. um, thanks for the moment, Dan. Uh, we'll just take a short break there. We'll be back in a moment. Don't go away. At McCormick, we make the herbs, spices, seasoning and condiments that add flavour to your food. And right now, we're looking to add to our team across all functions. If you're passionate about driving excellence, want to start or progress a career in food manufacturing, joining more than a factory and our R&D Innovation Centre at our new facility in Peterborough, apply today and bring your own special flavour to the team. Visit careers.mccormick.com or email your CV to jobs at mccormick.co.uk and join our factory of the future in Peterborough. German Doner Kebab in Peterborough. Enjoy that delicious German Doner Kebab taste. Succulent meats, freshly chopped salad and vegetables, signature sauces and our toasted waffle bread. Freshly made every time. Try our original German Doner Kebab, the KCAL, the Gym Box and so much more. German Doner Kebab. Kebabs done right. Open 11 till 10 on 48 Bridge Street, Peterborough for takeaway and delivery through Uber Eats, Deliveroo and Just Eat. Ever wanted to advertise your business on the radio? Then you should consider advertising on PCRFM. It isn't as expensive as you might think, and it's a really good way to reach out to your potential customers in the Peterborough area. PCRFM broadcasts to the whole of the city and has the potential to reach over 200,000 listeners who live and work here. That's a lot of people who could be interested in your business, and all you need to do is tell them about it. We have advertising and sponsorship packages to suit every budget, with spot rates as low as £3.60. So, every time your professionally produced commercial is played on the air with PCR, it means more customers will know about your business. To find out more about advertising on the only local station in Peterborough, call the PCR sales team on Peterborough 237777 or email sales at pcrfm.co.uk. You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to PCR Sports. This is your only sports show in the city, so do keep listening. If you have missed anything, you can re-listen to us. If you go to our website, uh, pcrfm.co.uk, you can listen back at the show after 7 o'clock. It'll be recorded and on there for a week until the next show. So if you have, list- if you have missed what uh, Dan Rosillo and I have been talking about in terms of non-league and prior to that, what Nilesh uh, spoke about in regards to Posh and what's happening there at the moment... Uh, go back and you can re-listen to it uh, like I say, I've been chatting to Dan 
um, from Peterborough Sports. Uh, <coughs> he's been telling us about how the turbines are beginning on this season. And just covering off, um, I suppose, the, the, the biggest breaking news this week in, in local non-league football about Peterborough Northern Star uh, losing their, their, their home home pitch uh, due to a lease disagreement and, and effectively folding the adult men's team, a uh, long-standing club in the city since the early 1900s, over, year, over 100 years old. Became uh, Peterborough Northern Star about 15, 16 years ago from our United. And it looked like now that they're no longer going to operate as a, as, a, as an adult side, although the youth will continue. So, you know, appeal out there if there is anyone who can give them a home to play uh, for the rest of the season. Otherwise, they'll have to default and leave the league. And, and that will be very sad for everyone concerned with that uh, with that club. Um, Dan, in terms of the general sort of local non-league scene, um, Peterborough has got a rich history. You know, it, it's got a very... And, you know, fantastic local sporting, but in particular football scene, hasn't it? In terms of the, the, the amount of leagues we have running on a Saturday and then the Sunday leagues as well. It's just, it's rich in history of local amateur football, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, massively. Um, in around Peterborough, you've only got to look at <coughs> the number of teams that compete at various levels. Um, there's not many areas I can think of that have got so many in such close proximity um, from steps two all the way down to step six um, you know and even a little bit further afield Spalding uh, they're definitely up and coming but they've you know got rid of their manager yeah he's just left hasn't he, he yeah, Gabriel yeah I believe, um, ex-posh which, player yeah which um, comes to a shock as many um, they're really? definitely a sleeping giant they you know they've got plans to move forward um, maybe they haven't done as well in the league as they thought they would but they haven't done too bad um, and I believe they're going to Put an interim manager if they haven't already. I haven't really yeah. looked. Well, Zakwani stated as he's, he's got other work lined up through media, and, and that's that's kind of taking precedent. Precedent. Yeah. So, which is getting shame really for Spalding United because he's a you know very good ex-pro, good to have as a manager, good oh. experience, um, and like I say, a good club. But Spalding, Peter United played him in a pre-season friendly. I remember. Yeah. Well, I think um, you know they've had new owners go in. They've done things the right way. They've done a. <coughs> a solid structure they've got a really good fan base actually um, I went down there to watch um, Spalding Stamford and it was a good evening great food by the way <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely spot on um, <laughs> decent bar so they've got um, everything going for them um, they're definitely a, a sleeping giant right now but then you've only got to go across the road uh, I say across the road but Wisbeach again you know back in the early 2000s Doc Martins real strong club had their own ground I know they had a few troubles so they had to relocate and sell Fernland Park but they're they're a big club as well and you know people often forget how well Yaxley's done um, they do ever so well um, Andy Fernell again an ex-posh player works miracles on a limited budget um, and quite often they get their aunt, their uh, pockets pinched with players because they just they haven't got the finances as some of the others. So Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, uh, Blackstone's at Stanford as well, another club. Decent oh, club. I know they're yeah. having a bit of trouble at the moment, but their managers, I think, left as well recently. Yeah, I really hope they get sorted. Blackstone's is a club full of history. They have arguably one of the best committees, the best bunch of volunteers. The pitch is like a bowling green. Um, Leckie and Co do such a good job there. And, <coughs> you know... Um, from what I'm led to believe, they've been led a merry dance by a few that have come to manage them. Therefore, they find themselves where they are. They got done over a little bit with the FA realigning the leagues. 
so difficult to attract players. I just really hope someone goes in there, instills a bit of pride, and they'll get supported through thick and thin by their supporters and by most importantly, like you said it uh, previous. The non-league scene is nothing without the volunteers and the people that work behind the scenes and they a new person that goes in there will get supported 110% if they can see that the effort's going in. So I really hope they get they get saved. They're not sitting too pretty in the league. They're in the relegation zone too and it'd be a disaster for them if they went down to the PTF. Absolutely. So I really, 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 really hope that someone goes in there, grabs the ball by the... Pulled by, by the horns, horns yeah. <laughs> Getting my things mixed up there, and and hits the ground running. And then you got you know Bournes in that league as well. They're fighting just above that. I think those teams in that United Counties League got a real rough end of the stick in terms of locations, because um, when they realign the leagues, they, some half daft things happened. It's just bizarre how they cut it up. Um, but you know, March Town are doing well, and uh, I think it's, his name's Ash Taylor. He's, they're doing a, a little bit better. <coughs> so it'd be interesting to see how um, how some of these local teams fare yeah. um, and lead up towards Christmas and just after. Um, it's always interesting. Um, one of the biggest parts of non-league I like is all the the gossip, all the little niggly bits. It, I, I I just love it, me. I think it's so. It's like a soap opera. It's so much better than professional football. Yeah, I've got to say, it can't. It must be entertaining from week to week, <laughs> oh, and that it's because brilliant. it is. It's a, like I say, you could probably do a fly on the wall documentary about it, and it'd be absolutely fascinating. Well, you, you can. I listen. Um, there's a guy who does a lot on social media called Squeeze, and apparently he's trying to set up like um, those thing on Netflix. You see, where um, when they did on Tottenham, a fly on the yes. wall <coughs> for non-league, and that would just be hilarious. Some of the stuff that yeah. you hear. And stuff that the lads get up to, and what they do, and what the managers say, and some of the stuff—it's just unbelievable. You just wouldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, there's nothing quite like it. And you know, people say, "Oh, why give up so much time?" But it is—it is so much fun. You know, I sometimes moan at the misses how much Paper Sports takes off of my time. But at the end of the day, as well. It's also such a great release, and it's a just a good crack. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, I it's guess the like missus' answer is always, "We'll leave then." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Well, what are you doing it for? What are you doing? But then, you know, as my lad starts to like football more and more, it's good to talk to him about it. Um, you know, he, he doesn't quite realise it's not professional football. Yeah, he's only six, but bless him. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. he come along to games? <coughs> the odd one or two um, generally he hasn't but I, I believe he's, he's he's at me to start coming um, mm. more and more um, but yeah you know local football again is brilliant for all the kids I just know at sports there's a place behind the goal I know we haven't put a stand there purely because there's a grass area kids can play obviously when the weather's nicer it's more popular but yeah I, I, non-league is like a soap opera it's, it's funny fair. as yeah. yeah it's so funny so what's your kind of background and what's led you to where you are now then in, in terms of where, what were your playing days like well, who did you play for and Wisbeach mostly was it? yeah Wisbeach and they're in the Doc Martens League under Tony Godden and that as a hard league um, tough lots of different trouble we played at Isle of Wight in the midweek once wow. that was a nightmare but yeah Blackstones for a bit Boston for a bit um, some of my mates so you played a, you've played a really good decent level then to be well, fair well you know yeah decent level doesn't mean I was any good maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe I just head the ball but um, what position did you play um, centre mid but as I got older knees gave way it was more centre half but 
<coughs> yeah, I had some good times. Um, can't say I didn't. Um, I I quit relatively young though. Um, and then I got involved actually with one of my friends, Lee Ellison at St Ives. Um, again because they needed a physio, so I went and did that. But I, I did a little, probably a bit more than physio help get a few players across. And then eventually I tried to get Jimmy uh, Dean across. Uh, St Ives for about two years before he eventually came over oh, right, okay. because I knew with him he'd bring like Gibbo who's a fantastic player Johnny Stead and all of that um, St Ives did well we had Connor Washington um, who went to Parsh and obviously now is at Charlton yeah, Chal- well, Northern Ireland international yeah goal machine was Con at uh, that level um, he's <laughs> used to eat a lot of wrestler burgers before games <laughs> but he was an absolute goal machine um, did well St Ives got promoted to step four <coughs> Then I kind of left football for a year. I didn't really plan on doing anything, just going to watch a few games, stuff like that. And then Jimmy got the um, people sports job and said, um, do you want to come along and do this for a bit? And I'm going to be honest, I thought it would last a year for a bit of a crack. Then after the first year, I thought, all right, we got promoted, we'll go to step five. Last a year, then six, seven years later. We still there. <laughs> yeah, feels like a jail sentence at times. But no, it is lots of fun. Um, I... I, I just and some of the players we've had have been fantastic. The lads are great, and I really, really hope we can get promotion for the boys. Really, and Jim. Jim yeah. works tirelessly. People don't. People say a few things like at non-league, it's very. It can be quite, you know, strange. People go, "Oh, you just got money. Oh, you just got." You know, PSL ain't got an endless budget. Not with the teams we're competing against, but <clears throat> you know, the extra groundwork that Jim puts in is phenomenal. Really, and that's the same with all non-league clubs, like. Burns at Yaxley, you know, a lot of dedication, a lot of sacrifice comes along. Um, sometimes I think, you know, they probably don't get the local, don't get the recognition they deserve. The fans, so, you know, because yeah. and it is a good crack non-league. You can have a burger, a pint. It's not expensive, but no, it's um, that's how I got I- involved with it, and it's a, it is a really a good crack. Happy ride since, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, Dan, absolutely fantastic, mate. That. That hour has just shot by me. Honestly, that's been fascinating chatting with you, and, and we do want you back in to, to continue this story because it's, it is fascinating what's happening at uh, Peterborough Sports, and certainly we keep tabs on it from the show. And uh, be nice to have you back anytime just to keep us updated with what's happening, and, like said, and obviously you, in the local non-league scene as well. Yeah, you never, as like I said before, you'll never get rid of me. No, we don't yeah, want it. We don't yeah, want yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much, Dan Rosillo. We'll be back, same time, same place next week, six to seven pm. Uh, you'll be listening to PCR Sports. Uh, and uh, do stay with us because Feel Feel Good Friday will be on next and uh, have a great weekend have a great week whatever you're doing sporting wise take care have a good week and we'll see you next week bye